0: I'm sure you're very familiar with the book of Jude. I'll begin reading verse number one. Uh, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God, the Father, and preserved in Jesus Christ, and called mercy unto you, and peace and love be multiplied. Brian, I'm going to switch over to this other one. Beloved, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. This morning to begin with, and I'm going to try and get to three different, I know it's going from 12 today to 7 last night. I'm going to try and get to three uh, different uh, topics this morning and just condense them. Uh, But I want to begin with the once delivered faith. One thing that I have encountered as a pastor, and I'm sure you other men have encountered this, is you you give them the truth of the Word of God. This is what God says. Somebody comes to me and say, I have a situation. Let's go to the Bible. See what the Bible says. What principles from the Word of God can we make a decision on? Or as a pastor, a preacher of the Word of God, that's not something you want to do. It goes against the Word of God. A lot of times we face this with uh, uh, young people, young adults, uh, young couples. Uh, well, well, because they're being bombarded. We have to understand uh, that these emerging churches, these contemporary movements, they are targeting certain groups of people. I don't have the quote with me, but it will be in my notes. Uh, there was a quote recently uh, about one of these emerging church guys that, that says, they're, they're not going after me. They say this, they're, they're not going after you. But they think they can get your kids. They can get your grandkids. The old time fundamentalists—they're not even—they're not even trying to convince you, but they're targeting your children and your grandchildren, and that's who they're trying to get. And there is this you did this conversation and, and you talk to them, and it's—it's it's like, well, we know that's what you believe. Like, uh, and I taught this earlier in the week: is, is the old time religion outdated? Those are outdated methods. Those are outdated. Uh, we're just in, in a new era here, a new day with technology. And As I showed you, methods are attached to doctrine. They'll never come to you and say, let's talk doctrine, because they don't believe anything. All they, uh, you, so What do you believe? Well, I, well, we're against this, we're against this, we're against the traditional church, we're against this. Okay, what are you for? Well, that that's a very short conversation because they're not for anything, so they can't talk doctrine with you. So they will talk methods. We just have different methods, but you cannot take methods without taking the doctrine attached to the methods. And we, we looked at that. And so they'll they look and say, Well, well that's 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 what you believe. But I can go down here and we can worship and we can we 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 praise God and we we do this and they have this mentality like there's an alternate truth. This is the modern day faith. My Bible tells me, and you know this to be true, it's what we have to remember in verse number 3, the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. The faith was delivered one time. God's not delivered it again. Delivered one time. And the preaching this week has been so good. It's so on point. With the Scripture, God means what He says. The Bible is, is our guidebook. It's our strength. It's what we hold to. What is that? That is the faith which was once delivered. Forever, O Lord, Thy Word is settled in heaven. You say, well, well we know this to be true, but I want to remind us very quickly this morning that faith, why is it that, we, that, that we're teaching this week on this subject? Why is it that it is... It's big, don't get me wrong. It is big and it is, it is hurtful and, and it is a reality that we don't like to lose a young couple to one of these churches. To lose one of our children or, or a young person that grows up in our churches it's a tragic thing. Uh, you as, as, as their pastor, you've prayed for them. Uh, you, may, you may remember when they were born and, and you've watched them grow and now they go, that's a hurtful thing. But it's even bigger than that, because that, they are not, their children are not, that's why I will fight this emerging church contemporary crowd, that's why I'm not interested in any of the books that anybody wants to pawn off to me, I'm not going to a conference where I look at it, it's like, well, I can't tell what they, the reason is, it's found in verse number, but well, you're just being, you're just being ornery, well, I can't be that, but let me show you why. I feel this way. Verse number three, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. Aren't you glad of the common salvation? The Bible is not talking about common like it's ordinary. The common that everybody ha- can have it. I got saved the same way you got saved. How I many you are saved this morning? Right? But we got saved the same way. Always got saved. And by, by faith in the finished work of God. Calvary. I'm glad today that anybody can find Christ. Uh, there, there are some that, that are, is, is, is heresy to say some are predestined to hell. It's that's not Bible. It's common. Anybody can have it. A rich man can get saved today. A poor man can get saved today. Any race, any nationality, they can all be saved. It's a common salvation. What is our faith built around? It's built around that common salvation. Uh, and, and I hear this sometimes. Well, well, that, that separation, how, how, what you're talking about, that's a minor doctrine. And I say to myself, and I, I mentioned this earlier, it's so nice to meet you. I didn't realize who God had put in charge of deciding which doctrines in the Bible were minor and which doctrines in the Bible were major. I just happen to believe that if God put it in the Bible, it is it very important to God? It's part of the faith. It's, my heritage is part of my faith. My salvation is part of my, it is the faith. And so it is built around a common salvation. Uh, What a lot are doing, especially some my age and younger than me, they they are making some mistakes, but they think if 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 I just change my music, it won't affect anything. It will because our faith is built around a common salvation. It will affect salvation. And when we compromise and we go a different way, somebody, it breaks my heart as it does you men who pastor, as I mentioned, you see somebody go because I, 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 can, I can get in the flesh very, very easily, but I hurt for them. I hurt for them, but let me tell you who I hurt for. I hurt for those little children who aren't saved yet because they're not getting a gospel presentation. Right. When they're being told just to live your best life now, when they're being asked, do you want to have a relationship with Christ? Well, yeah, I want to have a relationship with Christ. Well, praise the Lord. Johnny decided to have a, start his journey and have a relationship with Christ. We're going to baptize him next week, and he's going to get a t-shirt that says, I have decided. And we, we, oh, what a wonderful time. And Johnny has not realized that he is a sinner on his way to hell, needs Jesus. It's, it's a common salvation. Why do we contend for the faith? Because it's tied to a common salvation. This is a once delivered faith. Now I'm going to give you just four quick things tied to this. On that once delivered faith. And this will help us as we deal with this emerging church uh, false doctrine. See... We know that when we, res- we, we we respect and follow men of generations past who held on to the faith, but we realize that these men are not the author. We think of our once delivered faith, the author is Jesus Christ. See, I, I taught on this on, on this yesterday. We taught on this that there's the Spirit of Christ and there's the Spirit of Antichrist. There, there is no middle ground. It's either of the Holy Spirit or it's of Christ. The spirit of antichrist, seducing spirits. we taught on the Lord a little bit on the Lord Jesus Christ this idea, well, I'm a Christ follower. In that connotation, I am not a Christ follower, I am a convert. I have been regenerated, I have been uh, born again, I am a convert. I'm not just trying to model Jesus Christ. I have the Holy Spirit of God which dwells in, within me doing a work within me, and I want to stay faithful, I want to stay true, I want to honor my Savior today, and therefore, if I allow the Holy Spirit of God to have more of me, then I can become more like Christ. There is a big difference. And why is this important? Because the author of my faith is the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the author of my faith is Jesus. And if, you, if you're if you going to mess with the faith, you are messing with Jesus that's why we have to stand strong on this and that's why we have to uh, not budge an inch on this because uh, Jesus authored my faith how arrogant how arrogant of a man to to tinker with the faith you take every false religion they have another Jesus the Mormons have another Jesus Islam has has another Jesus uh, the Catholicism has another Jesus. But the emerging contemporary crowd has another Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ is not the author of their faith. Uh, but remember the once delivered faith, who the author is. And Hebrews 12 two reminds us of that. Uh, the the next, next thing I want to mention about the once delivered faith is the authority of it. It is the Word of God. Is the authority of is it is it, is it is it no surprise that in these emerging churches where there are no absolutes, there is no authority of Scripture. Uh, it's, well, it's whatever. Well, I just don't like the authority of Scripture. This this Bible, as you know, it is not a survey. God did not send down a survey from heaven and say, "Y'all fill this out." and tell me what you think. No, it is the authority of Scripture. I, as a pastor of God's church, do not have a right. I do not have the authority to choose the music for the church. It should be chosen by Him because it's Christ heart. I do not have the authority to say, well, we're going to make the, the lost world feel comfortable in our services, so hopefully it will rub off on them. Uh, it... it I don't have the authority to do that. When I stand behind the pulpit, as you men do, I am not standing in my authority, but I am under the authority of the founder of the faith. I am just going to be his mouthpiece, and the authority I do have is from the Word of God, because it is the authority. Now, here's the third one. It's a word that they they love. Authenticity. I just want to go where there's some Authentic worship. And we wanted to be authentic. See? The reason why y'all dress up for church, and the reason why you're still stuck in the game, you're not authentic at all. I want to go where I can be real. I want to go where 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 the pastor, he is just, he, I, I feel like he's one of us. He'll change your tune when your loved one's on their deathbed, by the way. But I just want to feel like he's he's one of us. I wanted to be authentic. Authentic. Oh, I went and the worship team was going and the band was going and and oh, the the spirit got loose. Oh, it was so authentic. Well, friend, you can't get more authentic than Psalms 119.89. Forever. Oh, Lord, that word is settled in heaven. Malachi 3.6. I am the Lord, I change not. See, this idea today that I've been part of the old-time religion. I've been part of the, uh, the established church, as they put it. I have been part of this uh, fundamental movement. I'm searching for authenticity. Uh, the search for authenticity is a rejection of the faith and of God. Uh, it is a, and I know we do have some some lay people here this morning. It is a, it, 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 as well as some men of God this morning, for us to go a different way and to say, Well, I'm just searching for something more real. I'm so tired of politics and, 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 and this. I'm just searching for something real. I'm so tired of cancer. I'm just searching for something real. And you're rejecting, and in doing so, you'll go find, Hey, just be whatever you want to be, do whatever you want to do. You're, you're rejecting your search for authenticity is rejecting the faith in God. There's nothing more authentic than Jesus Christ. There's nothing more authentic than the Word of God, than absolutes. This once-delivered faith is absolutes. Doctrine. We're reminded that any other doctrine our methods... um, we do not pass out a survey in the Jacksonville area and say, what would you like in a church or how would you like us to approach you. Uh, our meth- Where do we get our methods? They come from the Word of God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I-, I didn't get my methods from a book or a bookstore. They come from the Word of God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the absolute. The manner about which we live life Holiness—that—that uh, that is an absolute. And one way that the emerging church in this contemporary movement is affecting our churches is in the in, in, in the in the area of Bible separation and holiness. It's affecting our. People that we need to be aware of. It. Right. I have preached more. I've, I've always. Had, January will be my my, my, my five year anniversary of being the, being the pastor of this church. I have preached more in the last year on this. i mean, I preached on holiness before, and separation before on holiness. And I, even when I'm not preaching on holiness, I will mention it. The reason being because our church people are going to work with people who live who, who go to these kind of churches. Right. And they are hearing them talk about, oh, we went and did this, and, 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 my, and my pastor, he, he enjoys a, a glass of wine, and, 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 and we, we, we were participating in this, and I went over here, and I didn't have to change. It. But, oh, so you're saying that, that, that you have to work your way to heaven because you can't do this and this and this and this? It, 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 it does, and our people, it does affect them. They yeah okay if I'm saved I'm saved but it, but they're saying that that that, that they have to uh, they don't have to do this and it it's affecting the mindset of our holiness our our, our our purpose is to live a holy life and I want I want my people to know that and it is affecting us in our manner it's creeping in the way we do church well, I still have the King James Bible we just do this a little bit different now is I. Him not to have church to please me, Amen. to please God. Amen. The manner about which we do it, that once delivered faith. Look with me in the book of Jude uh, once again. And I'm moving on to the second one. I'm proud of myself. Book of Jude, this thought is continued, verse 3, which was once delivered unto the saints, the once delivered faith. I remind myself, this helps me. It may not help you as much as it helps me, but it helps me. Every time I hear new terminology, every time I hear of a new idea, I don't mind ideas to make me more efficient. But I'm against ideas that are not delivered as part of the faith. I'm against that. But every time I hear one of these, the Holy Spirit brings that phrase to mind, which was once delivered unto the faith. There was something else God wanted added to the faith that'd be in there. Once delivered, verse four: For there are certain men crept in unawares. Let me just say this about that phrase, and I gotta move very, very quickly. Sometimes you, we're told to mark those that cause division. So many people, you can tell their Bible ignorance, or they just want to ignore because the person who gets marks is the person that they point the finger to and say, "Why are you causing division?" We need unity. No wonder the world's not being reached for Christ. The world's not going to be reached for Christ because I've seen what's behind the methods. I've seen what's tied to the methods. I know it's a common salvation that that this is designed to it attack. And some people say, well, you've got to be very, very careful of them. Well, I th- they say, crept in unawares. If, if they came in with a big sign that said, hey, Guess what? Why won't they tell you they've been teaching Rick Warren material for 15 years? That's all I'll say about that. Who were before of old, because if they did, you'd mark them. Who were before of old, ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men. Did it not make your skin crawl, those of you that were here, when I read those quotes? What they say about Jesus? They're ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into the and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation, he hath reserved an everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, set forth an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, okay, Jude gives us three examples. Verse number five, verse number six, verse number seven, of chastisement, of punishment, of not dealing that word in verse number 8 likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh despise dominion and speak evil of dignitaries I want to mention that, that this passage of scripture here the faith of the filthy dreamers uh, notice some things in here and they are filthy dreamers this is what I, I've read to you this week these books that uh, that espouse all of this it has been drained up in the pits of hell. It is not of the faith once delivered. It is another faith. It is another Jesus. There's some interesting things that I think would be a help to you and I as we consider this. He says, I will put you in remembrance. He uses the example of, his, of the children of Israel being saved out of Egypt. The Lord having saved the people out of the land of Egypt afterward destroyed them that believed not. Being delivered, First Corinthians chapter 10 and, and, and verse 5 through 12 uh, bears this out. But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in their wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. Neither be I idolaters. Verse eight: neither let us commit. First uh, Corinthians ten: Let us, neither let us commit fornication, neither let us tempt Christ, neither murmur. Neither these are the examples. We do What, told, what is mentioned here? Being delivered did not excuse their disobedience. Right. Oh, well, they're delivered people, but th- that gives them a license to disobey. No, oh, no, no, no. Right. right. Uh, God still destroyed them that believe not. Yeah. Uh, being a professed follower of God. Does not prevent man's destruction today. Yep, right. He gives that example in what the emerging church is doing. And this this helps me in my preaching. This helps me in, in, in preparing my Sunday school lessons. This helps me in, in, in counseling with young parents, in, in thinking of what they are being bombarded with. Just because you've been delivered out of Egypt does not mean God is not going chastise those who have left even though they've been sometimes we look at well I've been delivered and yeah you've been delivered but God gives us an example in Jude that doesn't mean he, he destroyed those that believe not notice verse number 6 I find this one very interesting and the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation he hath reserved an everlasting chains under darkness under judgment of the great day. The angels, their first estate. What were they created for? It? They were created, honor, and glorify God. They left their own habitation. You know, I don't, I don't have to. I don't have to. I don't have to remind you this morning that there were those thrown out of heaven. They left their own habitation. They left their purpose. They left what they were created to do. Notice this: they voluntarily left fellowship and habit in their habitation after becoming dissatisfied with their created purpose. God created them to honor and glorify Him, and they said, "We don't want to do that." So they left what they were created to do. How many children of God, for whatever reason, we can they can, they can use all their excuses, they can throw it all out. It, 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 it's a problem with us if we get dissatisfied with what god has has, has created us to do well i just like I, I like worshiping in a different way friend we don't worship for us right, right. it's for god yes. right. well i can i'm still I, i'm still saved and i'm still doing doing all of this and and i can still it's just a difference of opinion no friend you were created to bring honor to god amen right. right. And I taught this the other day. I believe if you are born into an independent fundamental Baptist home and you have parents that take you to church and they put you in situations that they may not have been in, when you grow up and you go off and you find your wife, you owe them independent fundamental Baptist grandchildren. We're to continue. Well, I want to find my, I'm just, I want to do my own. And there's a lot of rebellious preachers' kids today. Who are in the ministry who I want, I still have my daddy's Bible. I just believe no, you were created to honor God, right. not please your buddies. Right. We have another example in verse number seven, even as Sodom and Gomorrah in the cities about them. I'm sorry, it's Friday. I'm on so There's no telling what I might say today, so just, just letting you know. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and do, going after strange flesh are set forth an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. We're giving another example of how God deals with it. They give themselves, as Sodom and Gomorrah, we know they, they gave themselves over to fornication. Those words "going after" means they were addicted or controlled by their flesh. Right? You think of Sodom and Gomorrah. You don't have. You, it don't take you long to start visualizing what Scripture has described those wicked, wicked cities right. as. Yes. How vile! Yes. How wicked! Don't miss this. Have you ever heard a quote unquote? Christian, say, This is just the way God made me. It's just the way God made me. The more and more I deal with this, they don't even try to debate me. I mean, I'm ready. It's like, Well, here's what the Bible says about music. Here's what the Bible says about about separation. You show them, Oh, I know that's what the Bible says. But I like it. (laughs) I can go to church. And I, and I like it. I like the worship experience. I like the music. See, you're, you're missing it. And see, I had, to, I had to make a, a, a mental, uh, po- I had to make a point in my mind of the change in the mentality of from when I was growing up. People would say, well, this is what I think this verse says. No, this is what, what we believe this verse says. And, and we would get the Bibles out, but no, now it's not. I don't even care what the Bible says. This is the way God made me. Or this is what I like. They are just like Sodom and Gomorrah. They are addicted and controlled by their flesh. Somebody who gets saved, they still have problems with their flesh. We still have problems with our flesh. And then, for for you, have you ever thought... These are well, that's a, uh, rhetorical question. Rhetorical question. These emerging churches—I—I—I I, I, I shared some of the, the, the flyers that, that I've gotten in the mail to entice new people. They always appeal to the flesh. Yeah. You don't have to change a thing. Come as you are. These are my churches. This is a judge-free song. That tells you right there the Bible's not there. This is a judge-free song. It appeals to the flesh. That's why I showed, showed those flyers and not one word was named Jesus mentioned. that one time. Not one time was the word salvation mentioned. Not even one time were words associated with salvation, hope, and peace. Not even, not even, not even things that are associated. It's appeal to the flesh. Appeal to the flesh. Appeal to the flesh. Friend, I do not want people to come to my church because it appeals to their flesh. And when they come in, I certainly don't want the worship experience to appeal to the flesh. Because if we're appealing to the flesh, guess who? Who is not going to hang around? The Spirit. Right. That's why you have to have a manufacturing. That's why you have to continue. It starts with a worship song, but then before long, the whole look of the auditorium has got to change because you've got to keep going and going and going because there's a continued appeal to the flesh, appeal to the flesh, appeal to the flesh. That's why I made a statement earlier that some of these who are in our independent Baptist movement who have, are, are they've gone from flirting with and just and just and just being enticed by to incorporating? You wait and see the day will come; they will renounce the King James Bible as the perfect Word of God. You mark right, it down right, because you've got right. to continue to appeal to the flesh, appeal to the flesh, and appeal to the flesh. They are addicted and controlled. But I, I'm just and and, and and I'm not citing a lot of of quotes today because we can put that in notes. I want to get through. But I, this helped me. So maybe it'll help you. I had to change my thought process to what we're dealing with today. Truth has always been truth, and error has always been error. But Satan has a package in a completely different uh, format today, and it just comes an appeal to the flesh, having that form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. But notice in verse number eight. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers. This is their doctrine. These filthy dreamers, the Bible says, this is what is going to happen with them. I and mean, this is why we've got to stand firm, because there are consequences. Uh, this, is, this is where it takes us. This could help you in warning in your people. What does the Bible say to the fate of these filthy dreamers? Is, is God going to swallow up the earth and... and and, 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 just, and just take them away? Well, I, you know, I can't say I haven't prayed that a couple times, but uh, God has already seen what's going to happen to them. First of all, they're going to defile the flesh, they're going to pollute themselves by giving in to their flesh and carnal appetites. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what it must be like? Somebody who grows up in a church like ours. And it's taught the right things. Taught to be separate. Taught to give your life to God. I make no bones about it. The Emmanuel Baptist Church, the young couples that join. I'm praying for God to use your child in the ministry. I'm praying for God. I tell my people, if you don't want your pastor... Praying that God calls him to the mission field, or praying God calls him to yeah. preach, or God calls him uh, to serve the Lord here in this church one day. Uh, you're at the wrong church, but that's what they, can you imagine? Somebody who's been prepared for that? To get away from God and to walk into one of these emerging churches where the whole thing is built around the flesh. What that must do? One to grieve their spirit. But then just to give them access to all the that's why so I, I would rather and you, and you can you can criticize me for this, you, you can twist this. I would rather them fall out of church completely than go to one of these emerging churches. Yes. Because they're given the flesh, given the flesh. Give yourself to the flesh, give yourself to the flesh, give your matter of fact, we're gonna all get in here together and we're just gonna put our flesh on the throne. What is going to happen? It is going to, they're going to continue to pollute themselves. And if I can, quote unquote, worship God in the flesh, I can live in the flesh. It's hard enough not to live in the flesh. And if we can get together on Sunday and we can be encouraged by the Word of God and we can be encouraged by the things of God, that can give me strength to live in the Spirit uh, throughout the week. But if I'm told, there are no absolutes. How is it going to be in me, Brother Scott, right. Right. in those in those difficult times? As it was preached earlier this week, stir us. up. So how is it going to stir us when, when our whole worship experience is the flesh? And they will continue to defile the flesh. Brother, Brother Elder was telling me this morning that he talked to a couple in his town who they're not married, living together, and are teaching a class in one of these marketinging churches it's they're defiling their flesh we know where that is going to end we know where that is the scripture tells us where that is but also says they despise this, this, this next two that may help you they despise dominion see the Bible is as relevant today as it's ever been. Well, society is just different. That's an old-fashioned book. Society had that's what they accepted. Look at despised despise dominion. It's they, they'll rebel and reject authority. Isn't that what the whole emerging church movement is built on? We've emerged above the traditional church. There are no absolutes. And we deconstruct the, 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 the church, we deconstruct authority, we deconstruct. Absolutes and, and, and therefore we are on a journey. We are searching for the truth. We we we, we, we want to have a discussion about the truth. What are they gonna do? They're gonna rebel and reject authority, they're gonna to refuse to submit. Preachers, our our people are being told the biggest mistake that they have is letting is sitting under a pastor, sitting under a I man sitting under Authority. You realize that there is pastoral authority. You realize there is, if I can say like this, church authority. Uh, there, there is some authority that you and I are to place ourselves under. But what they'll do is they'll despise dominion. They'll rebel against those godly parents. They'll rebel against their Sunday school teachers. They'll rebel. I do not have problems with lost. Right. When I
1: when I interact
0: in in my community in. They find out that I'm a pastor. Right. And usually they ask me the question, What do you do? Yeah. When they find out I'm a pastor, I get treated with respect. Yeah. Right. They start putting their cigarette out. Yeah. <laughs> they hold their beer behind their. Did yeah. you take one of these? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? The truth have been taught. The truth. You talk to one of these. I know. I know. I know. I should go to church. I know. 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 Pastor. I know. I know. I should. I should. I should do that. I know. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be smoking a cigarette. I know. I shouldn't be. I know. I know. I a word to him. I'm just like, how you doing today? Oh, pastor. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And they'll say, well. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Those aren't the people yes. who are on a campaign right. against yes. no, independent right. fundamental Baptist. Right. 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 They are reaping the results of the filthy dreamers. They despise dominion. I, I mentioned this to, to a couple of preachers yesterday. We were just just talking. I can't even remember who it was or when it was. What day is this today? Um, but you take these big emerging contemporary church, they are a hotbed for socialism and communism. Right. Yeah, right. They're the same people that you see on the streets because we despise dominion. We despise authority. And we reject it. They refuse to submit We must submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit of God. We must submit ourselves to the authority that God has put in our life. We must submit ourselves to the Bible. Notice what else it says. They speak evil of dignitaries. There's no respect for their parents. It it, it bothers me. That upsets me. We've got some of our young people in the session this morning, so I'll go ahead and say it. If if you're gonna leave the things of God, God, God will deal with you. But the disrespect your mom and dad, and the sacrifice, and the dedication. Well, well, I'm just gonna go a different way. No, you speak evil of the, the dignitaries. You know, when you attack the faith, you attack your daddy's faith. Right. Well, some of these guys that who, hey, I don't have time. Right, right, right. I just don't believe that well that's what your daddy believes right, yeah, exactly. right. and then they're like well I love my dad no you don't no you don't if you have no respect for parents pastors you better be careful what you how you speak against the man of God and, th- and these little these old these, these these people who, who, who flex their Twitter muscles and they and they flex all of this and they think and so they get on there slander man of God slander this and that you're going to be very what are they? are they I'm, I'm, I've escaped the IFB you didn't have to escape most men I know you, you, you do what you're doing you live the way they're living they'll open the back door for you and, and, they, and they'll let you go matter of fact most of them have it, this. Is the, this is going to be the one that scorner's going. But they, they speak evil of dignitaries, those in authority, those who represent God's authority. They speak evil of everyone that would restrain them. Brother Cox said it last night says so well. It said it as only Daryl Cox can say it. Better not bind the man of God in your life. What well, this whole philosophy? You deny that faith, and you let these creep in unawares. Well, I'm saying, in another lecture, I'll not get to. Uh, it referred, and Jude refers to Balaam. Uh, Balaam went to God, and God said no. Yeah. They, then they offered him more money and, and more and, and more notoriety, and he went to God. And God said no. And God said okay, and you know the story. The whole point is, just because God gives permission doesn't mean He puts a stamp of approval on it. And God will let a young couple walk out the doors of a Bible-preaching church. But make no mistake, He's not putting His stamp of approval on that. But they'll speak evil of dignitaries. That authority. Then where I want to end today in five minutes, look with me, I'm going to mention, and I'm going to talk about an area that we we always get criticized in. If you're not getting criticized, it, it, it it might say something else, but Bible separation. Yes. Right. Yeah. If I had a dollar yeah. Yeah. for every time I was called a legalist, yeah. Yeah. I'd have a lot of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I tell my people, somebody says, "Well, you're, I've been teaching this on Wednesday nights. Well, your pastor's just legalist. You believe legalists stop them?" I say, please give me the definition of legalism. Right? Right? Exactly. They will be able to give you the definition of legalism right. because it's adding something to salvation is yeah. legalism. I believe that once I'm saved, there's something inside the Holy Spirit of God in me. I realize why God created me to honor Him with my life. I want to draw closer and closer, but let me just tell you this morning, this is something that you can flip around on them. They believe in separation too. Everybody believes in separation. Oh, Pastor, I don't believe in separation. Yes, you do, and I'm going to show you from the Word of God. You believe in separation. Everybody believes in separation. The Emerging Church believes in Separation the Emmanuel Baptist Church is a church where we believe in separation it is preached from the pulpit it is practiced by the pastor and the staff it is practiced if you're going to teach in a social class you're going to practice separation that's, right, right? Uh, that's, just, that's just the reality if we believe in separation but the emerging church down the road who entices everybody with the flesh they believe in separation too look with me at verse number 17 but beloved of of the book of Jude. But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. Are there mockers? There are mockers. Look at verse 19. These be they, okay? Remember, verse 17. These words are spoken of the apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 18. How they told you there would be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own godly lust. Okay, we'll be reminded. There's mockers. They're walking after their, their lust. In verse 19. These be they. I'm going to tell you who they are. Who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. They practice sensual separation. The word sensual means under the influence or pressure of gross passions and appetites. See, everyone believes in separation. A spirit filled Christian is under the influence and leadership of the Holy Spirit. Every child of God, every individual is either under the leadership of the Holy Spirit or they are controlled by their appetites. They are controlled by their passions. They, it, it's, the Bible says they separate themselves sensual. See, what you and I have to remember, that separation is not just what you separate from but what you separate too. Right. Right. And we've got to be very careful, and I, I'm very conscious of it, and probably not as conscious as I should be. We preach against everything. And when they say, oh, you independent Baptists are against everything, they're not far off of that. Right. Right. Because the Bible speaks very clearly. Right. we got to right. be very, very careful that it's not 100% what we're against, and we forget to remind them of right. Why? We, we separate from it. Yeah. It's because of who we are separating to. I cannot tell you the last time if there has been a time when I have stood my pulpit and I have been very specific about things of separation because if I'm doing my job as a pastor in the Sunday school lessons, in, in my Bible studies, in, in my messages, and I'm pointing people to Jesus Christ, pointing people to Jesus Christ, pointing people to Jesus Christ, I want them to have such a desire to be like their Savior. Separation becomes a very, very easy thing. let me illustrate this very, very quickly. Brother Mike, this is a stretch. I want you to stand down there and I want you to hold up the sign Jesus Christ. I made this sign because I did not want Mike representing my Savior. I didn't want my hopes in that. Brother Benji, our missionary to South Dakota yesterday represented the emerging church. Today, he's the world. (laughs) Brother (laughs) Cotto. Everybody, don't miss this. Everybody believes in separation. As I realize, Jesus paid for my sins. And I can go to heaven. I don't have to spend a moment into the flames of a devil's hell. I, I trust Christ as my Savior. What a wonderful, wonderful thing. No, oh, again, let me just say what a blessing it has been this week to hear the preaching that reminds us of our salvation. Reminds us of what Jesus did for us. I go to a Bible preaching church. And I go to that pastor, and he says, "What I am saying now, what should I do? And he begins to walk me through the steps. Now, you got to grow. Well, what, what should I do? You be, just, just be in church. Come Sunday school, Sunday night, come Wednesday night. If you don't have a Bible, we'll get you a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, we'll get, we'll get you a, 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 the right kind of Bible. We'll get you a Bible. Right. This is what I want you to read in every day. See, I, I, I don't give them a list of independent Baptist don'ts. Right. right. Yeah. I want you to grow because now they have the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. The Holy Spirit saying, "You know, I can't go back to that place that I that, that I've been going." Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, right. yeah. right. yeah. they don't have to have their. And I know, I know, the critics will say that that we try to micromanage everything in our people's life. I try. To, I tell them, I don't want to know what you're doing. Uh, I, I I don't want to. But, oh no, we And sometimes, you know, as soon as they didn't have to have their pastor with them, when they said that word, and I shouldn't said that. Yeah, right, right. There's the Holy Spirit of God in them. Right. And if they're in that environment yeah. where the Word of God is preached, they grow. That's right. They read the Bible every day. They grow. Yeah. They have some stumbles because. Remember when your children started walking? It didn't the first time they hop up and say, let's go run, Marathon. Yeah. Right. They stumbled some. Yeah. They right. picked them up by the hand they, until they learned how to walk. Same thing with a new Christian. He taught and he grows and the more God has of me, the more I'm reminded of my Savior. Amen. I'm reminded of my purpose. My purpose. See, when God saves us, this is where he saves us. We're lost. We're done. Yeah. We're in the world. Right. We live. Sometimes I want to remind people, you know the reason why that person that lost man lived like a lost man? Because he was a lost man? Yeah, that's right. 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 Yeah. And and so he he now now he's saved, but now he's he there's something inside of him in the, in the things that there's appetites, they're just not as appealing and there's something. And now he's got a man of God in his life that's preaching the word of God to him. And the Holy Spirit inside of him is bearing witness with the word of God and bearing witness of what the man of God is saying. And they're growing and they're growing. And this just isn't appetizing him. And, and they begin to make changes in their life. And, and sometimes they go to the pastor and say, what should I do? And that pastor says, you need to stop going there. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because, just trust me on this. This is what the Bible says about it. That doesn't make sense to me. Stop going, okay. Don't say that anymore. That's not what a Christian says. That's not what a Christian does. That's not what a Christian wears. And they are confused as can be, but there's something inside of them that says, I'm going to trust that man. I'm going to trust that Sunday school teacher. I'm going to trust them. It makes no sense to me. I just know I, th- I don't feel the same. And they—and I say this often. You as a new Christian, you, you're in church for the first time. Borrow my convictions, borrow my standards until you get in that Bible and develop your own. They begin to separate themselves, not even understanding why they're separating themselves. Somewhere along the line, they get a greater glimpse of the Lord Jesus Christ this is what we're supposed to do. I want to be more like Him. More like Him. More like Him. And friend, when you get out of the place of, I can't do this, oh, that might keep me from being close to my Savior. That might keep me from fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. No, we look at this world, and as it gets wickeder and more wicked and more wicked, we've got to stand and proclaim even bolder and stay away from the world, stay away from the things of the world, because we want to be separated to Jesus Christ. My focus, and we've got to be very, very careful because I'll try to shame us because of our, our separation, shame us because of our convictions, and oh, y'all are against everything, and you 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 try and micromanage those. No, it is not about that at all. I want to be in fellowship with Him. I want to be more like my Savior. I want, to, and I can't be the world and be Jesus. But the emerging church in those in, in the book of Jude says they have separated themselves sensually. They like the world, the world's music. This is what we're gonna worship. They like being a church member where it is said from their, I almost said pulpit, from their stool. <coughs> Jesus was a social would have been a social drinker. Oh, you're, 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 you're living with your boyfriend, you're living with your girlfriend? Or in some cases? Yeah, 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 you're right. You, 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 you're, you're, you as a boy are living with your boyfriend, a girl living with your girlfriend? It's, it's okay. That ship has sailed. You're separating sensual. And it's a sad thing when churches who, they've had their music honoring God, glorifying God, the way they have lived glorifying God, all of a sudden they're introduced to something from this emerging church contemporary crowd. And sometimes this package a little bit differently, but it comes from the same source. And what it does, it says, well, there's nothing really wrong. If it appeals to the flesh, friend, it cannot be of Christ and of the world. It cannot be of the Spirit of Christ and the Spirit of Antichrist. Everybody believes in separation. You cannot separate two without separating from. It's a very simple illustration. If I want to have the kind of relationship that I can't have with my Savior and fellowship and closeness, what is it? Some of you were maybe a drunkard. You're nothing now like you were then. I tell new converts they come to our church to so don't look around at everybody because they dress up well, they clean up well. They were just like you yeah. when they got saved. Yeah. Yeah. What has happened to the Christian life? Say, I want to become more like my Savior, more like my Savior. More like my Savior. And in spite of what our critics say about us, we're pushing people to be more like our Savior. More like our Savior. More like our Savior. savior. And the more we become separated to Him, the more we become separated from the world. What the emerging church has done is said, Oh, you like it? Keep it. Right. You you, you don't have to change a thing. Where when they, when you separate sensually, you 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 are from, yeah. Pastor. This is what I like. I didn't argue. It's not really an argument. It, it it ended cordially, but a but a two hour discussion years ago with a young man because he wanted to drink alcohol. and thought it was okay and he was going to go to a church where they said it was okay. Now, did you tell me that the Spirit of God moved him from a Bible-preaching church to a church? What was it? My flesh wants this. So I'm going to go to where I'm told I can have. But he's separated from now. our people are going to be separated from one thing or the other. And and, and those that that, that take take churches after men of God who stood for years and they've separated that church from the world, separated from the church, and you start introducing things that appeal to the flesh and appeal to the senses and appeal to the carnal appetites, you are not taking that. That is not a glorious, unspotted. We're to be unspotted from this world. Uh, You're taking them... To, well, we want to draw more, draw more people. You're taking people away. Yeah, right. To be separated, to. You've got to be separated from right. everybody. Believes in separation. Thank you, gentlemen. Let me just mention this. We're out of time, and we'll be done. You, you go ahead now, <coughs> see You want to keep the world with you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> says, these be they, they're mockers. They walk after their own godly lust. See, when we live under the influence of passions and appetites, we separate ourselves from sound doctrine. We separate ourselves from the true church. We separate ourselves from holiness. There's no fruit that remains. That's why they target independent. And you've got to understand this, man. They are targeting it is in their books. Before we were this unnamed group that, would, that tried to isolate themselves. But now they are calling us independent by our name, independent fundamental badness, these traditionalists. Uh, they target us because they have no fruit that remains. Notice what the Scripture says, and I'm done. It says, Separate themselves sensual. What are those next three words? Four words. Having not the Spirit. 2 Timothy 3.5 They have a form of godliness to deny the power thereof. They have not the Spirit either through salvation. These men that I've read out of their books and I've studied from their books they are lost. I don't understand why independent Baptists are, 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 are put on social media and quote me like that's death, sir. If he believes what he has put on the pages of Scripture about salvation he is not saved. They don't have. They have not the Spirit either in salvation. You saying Everybody who goes to all these places, as long as know this, not for me to say, but I can say this: they don't have the Spirit leadership. Yeah, because you know this. The Holy Spirit of God is pointing people to Christ. Is pointing people to Christ. Is pointing people to Christ. Is that's why for a, a Christian, it doesn't matter that you, that Holy Spirit of God is going to bring conviction. That Holy Spirit of God, they get away from God. It's going to, if, 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 When I drive by one of these churches, my spirit is grieved. And that, boy, the Holy Spirit of God. And what do you have to do to, to survive or to thrive in that kind of environment? You've got to quench the Spirit. They don't have them in leadership. The, 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 the Holy Spirit does not lead a man to take his church from the right Bible position to a contemporary position. It is not the Holy Spirit of God. Have not the Spirit. It's your appetites that say, I want that kind of music. It's your appetites that say, I want that kind of separation. It's your appetites to say, I want that kind of environment. Oh, I'm not going to make a big issue out of that. But in the Bible friend, we're supposed to make an issue out of it. They don't have the leadership of the Holy Spirit, or they don't have the power. You men know that the Holy Spirit can do what you and I cannot do. And our responsibility is to point people to Jesus, point people to Jesus, point people to Jesus. I'll preach the gospel on Sunday morning and I'll make it very, very clear the church can't save you, the preacher can't save you, nobody can save you, only the Lord Jesus Christ can speak. But after people are saved, I'm going to continue to point them to Jesus. Be like Him. Be like Him. Be like Him. Be like Him. See, we let them make the issue about the things of the world and we should stand against the things of the world. But the issue is about pulling people away from Jesus. Uh, Everybody believes in separation. Well, I just don't make a big deal about separation. Yes, you do. Everybody believes in separation.